Welcome to Darkhammer, a Dark Days radio podcast all about the worlds of Warhammer RPGs. And I'm one of your regular hosts, Chris, and I'm joined once again by Rob from Realm of Fire. Hello, Rob. How's it going? It's going okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited about today's topic, actually. It's something I've wanted to cover for a while. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, Age of Sigma Soulbound, and in particular, the one of the recent books out, which is Champion of Death, which is a book which allows you to play as undead heroes and villains. Mm. And obviously, it's you know it's both a good book for both playable characters and also um, for antagonists because you quite villains uh, use book as well. Um, but before we get into that, uh, let's uh, talk first of all. First of all, about gaming we've been up to. Um, I'm going to get back into doing some in-person gaming, but I'm being cautious still because you know the yeah. UK is like, oh, there's no mass mandate, and then it's like, oh, cases are rising again, and it's like, <laughs> oh, for <laughs> sake. yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to get back into playing some. I've planned hopefully. Won't be this week, week after. Hopefully, going to play some Warcry. So, because um, I did some uh, tidying up of, of things, sorting nice. through, and I've got eleven Warcry warbands in total. Um, that's an insane amount. Yeah, loads. and of that, let's think how many of, how many of them are, and I think five of them are slaves to darkness warbands. Nice. So. And I recently, oh, that's what I painted recently. The um, uh, what's it called? The uh, Mind Stealer Spheranx, which yes. is a pretty cool model. Right, so, right. so I think that plus a Chimera mm-hmm. plus all the Furies and um, Raptrex. Yeah. Um, the Dark Oath from yes, the Endless Hunt Underworld. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Something. Fandira Scry. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something. Something barbaric. Uh, <laughs> so she'll be my leader for that mm-hmm. army. And then, obviously, I've got Dark Oath, yeah. the Tarantulos, Tarantulos, I think they're called. Boys, um, Cypher Lords, mm-hmm. Iron Golems, and Untamed Beasts. That's that's a thousand points of Slaves to Darkness. Brilliant. It's insane. Yeah, that's um, great. Look brilliant. But completely batshit kind of army. There's yeah. like they're just going to be a bunch of. Um, a bunch of uh, cultists, which is fun. So yeah, um, and and really, gaming wise, I've been playing. Um, I've done. I'm at the point of doing the first proper beheading in Curse City. So I've killed Ooh. the. I've done the Vargskir mm-hmm. um, boss battle, uh, which was a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think the next one I'm up to then is is it Halgrim the. Yeah, it's Halgrim, who's the uh, captain of the Ulfen Khan's guard, so the undead white, basically. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's not as deep a game as as, um, Blackstone Fortress, I feel. Yeah. But it's still fun. And and the thing is, it's like, you know, it's no Kingdom Death. Let's just say that. It's no Kingdom Death. But... You know, it's not intended to be. It's very much uh, get get people at the table for cooperative gaming and get them hooked on GW yeah. um, material. Um, yeah. 
Uh, how about you? you? You've been up to some gaming? Yeah, um, I played a little bit. I'm doing sort of limited one-to-one stuff. I played some Underworld recently. That's a game that has been long in hiatus for me, but I've got back into and enjoying that. Using my corn guys and that, and having a lot of fun. I forgot it's actually a very, very fun game. Uh, so Underworld is... I've not played it. Oh, interesting. It is... A very good, it is a board game. That that is yeah. step one. It is a board game. It is not a miniature skirmish game. It is it is a board game. I really enjoy it. The fact that a game is twenty five to half an hour, twenty five minutes to half an hour means that it's a really good one to chat. You know, it's a good. It's one of those games you play with someone when you want to catch up with them at the same time because you can just chat yeah. and play at the same time. Not to say it's very simple. Because I, I I will tell you in a moment my fated story of trying to attend a tournament. Um, but it is just really easy to follow and easy to put together. Mm. And what's great is that they have realised that people do not like sets being um, cycled in and out. So the rules now are basically with tournaments. If a card has a faction on it, so say you collect Magor's Fiends, who are the corn mm. second corn lot, any mm-hmm. card that has the Magor's Fiend mark on it, no matter when it was released, is legal. Absolutely fine, absolutely legal. And all the modern warbands come with enough faction cards in their boxes that, that you can do full decks. If you need or you want to expand those decks with universal cards, there are two packs that you can pick from at the moment. One pack is going to stay sort of perpetually in circulation, called Essential Cards. Any cards from that will be legal. So it's so easy to catch up effectively. I got the essential pack, and that has updated everything from Shadespire. I missed out on Night Vault. I missed out on Beast Grave. But from one card pack of £10, I think, they yeah. all my Underworlds is now legally playable. And if I wanted to go to a modern tournament, absolutely fine. Completely legal. Everything. Interesting. It's very simple I to get into. Yes. Because I've got, obviously, the models for the... Dark Oath Hunt. Yes. Yep, the Wild Hunt, yeah. Yep, the Wild Hunt. I've got the models for the Sepulchral Guard. Yep, some of the best models. GW I don't have them. the I don't have the cards for any of those ones, I don't think. Oh, so you I right. have to find them on eBay because yes, you, you know. Yes. Well what's um, good news about that? Well I've got and I, and I've got the yeah. Daughters of Cain Warband, because yes. I bought those for Warcry for yes. as character models. Yeah. And I've just got the Crimson Court because oh, nice. I wanted some cool undead really? models, and of course, well, we'll get to that yes. for Warcry. Yes, absolutely. And um, and at some point, I'm hoping GW with mostly later in the year when we when we'll talk about that with yeah. regard to Curse City, that most probably those models will turn up in Curse City. So, in great news, if if you've got the Crimson Court pack with the cards in, you yeah. have a fully playable tournament legal deck that will stay tournament legal. Till the end of days, but they that that Crimson Court will now be playable forever because it will have thirty yeah. faction marked power cards and ten faction marked upgrade cards, which will always be brilliant. If you want to get your Dark Oath up to scratch, we'll have to buy the cards from eBay. But I've got some good news for you: they will be incredibly cheap because the Dark Oath are <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrible. If there was a tier listing, they would be X tier. I think I don't even think they'd be D tier. Uh, unfortunately, they are virtually unplayable. Um, that's not fair. They're playable. 
they're virtually unwinnable as a faction. Um, right. Cool models, though, to keep them for Warcry. Um, so, yeah, basically, Underworld, good fun, now very easy to get into. GW have learned their lesson not to cycle it, don't do a magic. Yeah, um, yeah, that'll be something I might try out at some point, because I've actually played the computer game translation of, of okay. Underworlds, which obviously translates perfectly fine, because it's a hex grid-based yeah. game. When you when you translate anything to grid based, if it's grid based, hex based, then it's totally easy. It's an easy translation. It works out of the box. There's nothing actually, nothing new you have to add to it. So, um, it, it, yeah. yeah, it's worth it. And there's a lot of very nice background in it. As a, for a game that is ostensibly a tournament designed game for match play, there's some really, well, Shade Spire itself is interested via Underworld, and that's a great whole ton of fluff. If we're going to talk about gaming in the realm of death in a little bit, Shade Spire what is a setting and a half to play in. Um, and mm-hmm. the latest one is focusing on um, a dark ocean. It's actually all sort of under an ocean in the realm of shadow. So if you want more about the realm of shadow, the uh, little expansion you want to get Shadow Deep. Interesting. Yeah, so played that. Played some Adeptus Titanicus. Good fun with cool. that. Stomping Titans. Bang, bang, bang. Lost badly. Doesn't matter. Blood was spilled. <laughs> uh, so that's fine. Did you get some proper uh, meltdowns of your Titans? More. What kept happening in one game, three Titans had their legs blown off, so they wild-fired as they went down, and one knocked out another Titan. <laughs> it, it fell. Always good. Blasting its plasma blast gun, and it took out another Warhound nearby. Uh, so that was great fun. Titanicus is Doesn't matter if you win or you lose, a little story will be told, and it's so... Yeah, Titanicus is classic. Game. And then I played some uh, cough for brackets, one page, both brackets, 40k. Um, Interesting. Yes, which has now killed 40k for me. So I'm looking to offload all my oh, no. stuff because it's just a far better game. Just a far, far better game. Much more fun. Oh, dear. Much more theme And Age of Sigmar might follow if Age of Fantasy is a good take. But yeah, I literally played three games of one page 40k this weekend. Don't feel drained. Enjoyed every single one of them. Knew what was going on. Felt like I fe- had the rules right down without feeling stupid, didn't have to look at a single strategy, wasn't even looking at the rule sheet by the end. So I was like, this is great. This is just really fun, really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the this is the the bloat, isn't it, of mm-hmm. 40k and Age of Sigma, where it's yeah. like, you pick your army, you pick sub-faction, pick... Uh, Commander will change the how you can build your list, because it might change certain yeah, things Yeah, yeah, and battalions yeah. and etc, etc, etc. It's silly. It's actually telling yes. us that the Nurgle Battle Tome is out, the new one. I have 4,000 points of Nurgle for Age of Sigmar. I am not interested in picking up that Battle Tome. I don't care. I don't want to spend another 20 quid, another 25 quid on a book I'm going to look at a couple of times a year, um, where it's going to get a free army list online. So unfortunately, you see, this is this. This sounds very much like 40k has reached the point where you're kind of like wishing for third edition 40k yeah. almost, right? Yeah, yeah. Not not the actual rules of third, but if they came in and went right, we're doing the we are doing a third edition, and the list's in the back of the book, and that's it. I'd I'd be well up for that, but unfortunately, that's not how it is, and it's shit and boring, and it is, it feels unplayable to me now, in terms of the idea of sitting down and playing a game of 40k, in my head, I think I can imagine that would take almost five hours now from beginning to end, beginning with army mm. beginning with choosing your army and your strategy and, and, and your everything 
Whereas, like, if you play what a crusade game, is that more? That's still quite uh, appealing. It, that's more appealing, but even then, you need to go right. Well, am I doing my crusade artifacts? Am I? Do, are we doing warlord traits? I've got. It, it's uh, more appealing. It's still not appealing compared to one page. Where, as I say, played free games this weekend. Really enjoyed them. Entertaining. Thinking about them still. Great fun. Also, the newest Tyranny Combat Patrol comes to a thousand points in one page. So, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's really tempting. <laughs> one, one interesting. Because, again, GW are still the best models on the market, and I will fight people against that. Um, but the rules. Are I was cool looking at the new. New Turnit, yeah, that new Turnit Combat Patrol, yes. and like thinking how much that would have come to in old money. Mm. So if we're talking like if you were collecting that Turnit collection in 1995, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how many? T- there's like how it's thirty. Like, there's, there's thirty termagants. So you th- there's is it thirty termagants? Is it thirty six? Oh, I, I think it's thirty six. Is it 30... it's twelve plus twelve plus twelve? It's thirty six. Twelve. Okay. So there's 36 of those, right? And Termagants back in the day yes. came in a box of eight for five pounds. I think it was only six, you know? Maybe it was eight. I think it was eight. Okay. Two were six. Okay, go for it. And obviously you get all the weapon options yes. now. Whereas before, if you wanted Termagants with uh, any variant weapon, yeah. you'd have to be buying metal. Mm-hmm. So that would be about two, three quid a miniature then. Yep. So technically... That's a bargain already, Term- in some respects. Termagants came in boxes of six in second edition. I've literally just... Oh, they it. did? Yeah. So okay. 30 so 30 quid, basically. That's 30 quid already? Yeah. Then uh, Hive Tyrant was like, definitely was 20, 25 quid. I would mostly say it's 25 quid. Even old Hive Tyrant back in yes. 1995 was like 25 quid. And three Tyrant Warriors, they were at least eight pounds. They were metal. I would say. They were metal, don't forget, in second edition. They were metal. You had the, and... you had the shitty Rogue Trader slash first edition ones, if you could find them. Yeah. But they often weren't available on the shelf. And then you had the metal ones, which... <laughs> With the giant hands. Yeah. I had like nine of <laughs> those suckers. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, you, you get all the weapon options on your Tyranid Warriors. Whereas back then, you know, yeah, you, you know. got what you got, could what get hold of. Yeah, you got what was on the shelf. So, you, so, you know, yeah. what? Three Tyranid Warriors at nine quid. Plus, uh, so on, that's 27. Mm-hmm. Plus Hive Tyrant, 27... That's like Two. 52 yeah. plus 30 quid's worth of Tyranids. Yeah. So that's 60, that's 60 plus, oh, plus the Ripper Swarms. That's like, so let's call yeah, it a, a sweet swarms. kind of like 75 pounds, yeah. right? For your old money Tyranid army. Yeah. And the new box, new ba- new battalion box? Uh, sorry, new, it's going to be 75, it is, 80 pounds. It's 75. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to be buying that from a non-GW yes. retailer, you can knock off, like, 10, 10 15% on that. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. pretty good. And that's the thing, I think sometimes when people complain about GW prices, they forget, actually, how Always been how if you weren't collecting Space Marines, yeah. or Orcs, maybe, yeah. or even Orcs were expensive, um, it was pretty, it was actually quite expensive to collect certain armies. Yeah. Like, Tyranids was not a cheap army. Guard, before the plastic catachans came out, were a joke. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was an absolute joke. But yeah, Tyranids. And also, you're saving money because you're not having to pin 
a metal hive tyrant. And the amount of money oh. <laughs> you are saving, not only money, sorry, you are saving brain cells and and time and patience because you're not. I'll give to... the old, I'll give the original Hive Tyrant though. I, I would take that any day over the Hive Tyrant that came out in third edition. That was an ugly ass model. That. Third edition was very bad. The, the third edition one, it was the rip off Alien Queen. Yes, yes, yes. The second ed one was charming. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the Tyrion models from second edition are charming. Pinning that stuff together, jeez. Pinning a screamer kill. Sorry, I can't think screamer kill. <laughs> Pinning a screamer killer together. Not worth it. Not worth your time. And uh, so yeah, it's always been an expensive hobby. It's not that bad though. Don't worry about it. Seventy five pounds is what? How much is Elden Ring nowadays? I don't know. Elden Ring. Yeah, I don't know. How much are you buying? Yeah, computer games yeah, for. I'm gonna look Have up look. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. If we go on, where we're gonna buy it on Steam because we buy everything on Steam. Uh, it's asking, please enter your date of birth. Okay. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Like. Puckers and black. Willies, just willies. Um, <laughs> Everyone's got their willies. Yeah. Gross. Sorry. Fuck me. Like it's fifty quid, or you're gonna buy the deluxe edition, of course. Yeah. So it's sixty-five quid. There you go. And like my mate, uh, so James, who podcasts with us, hmm. uh, he's already finished playing it. So right. clearly, cool. um, yeah. you know, the content lasts maybe a week. Yeah. Um, that's you know yeah, yeah it's wow. a, it's an expensive if you're gonna get into it it's worth fight I do appreciate sorry we're being really old men about I know this. right I know um, <laughs> but I do think... it always comes up yeah. when we complain when people complain about prices of stuff is like actually certain stuff back then if you buy the equivalent number of models in metal yeah. back in the day were freaking horrific I mean yeah sure people that's the thing like people comparing prices are comparing like when all the wonderful plastic turnips came out. Mm. In third edition, that was life changing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that was literally life changing. Your army became collectible yeah. in a reasonable way. Yeah. The cat- and then the Katachan jungle fighters in plastic. Those models are some of the worst ever produced. But holy crap, plastic guardsmen! You know, it, it was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's yeah, it's funny. Crazy. It's, in fact, we're not being all men about it. We're, we're saying actually things are better now than they used to be. We're doing the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Um, because also, and, like the tactical squad in uh, second edition, where you've got a box set of six marines of plastic, a sergeant in a separate pack, and a special weapon and a heavy weapon, leaving you with nine marines. And he's like, all right, cool, great. So I've just got to find a marine to squad. Rubbish. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was actually really hard to collect marines because. They didn't come in the right amounts. And then you look at the army list and be like, oh, they can have a melter gun. Have you done a Blood Angel with a melter gun? No. All right. Okay. I guess I have to a flamer then. Cheers, guys. That wasn't cheap, though. That really Was wasn't. It? No, it's it's thing. It, it's premium. It's expensive. Always has been. But holy shit, it's so much easier. I'm going to sound old. I'm going to sound old here. You don't know how good it, you've got it these days when you buy a box set and it has every option in it and it's posable. Compared to oh yeah, I mean like stuff together. Yeah, like you'd get God. I mean, we're talking like we're talking here now, like two thousand two, mm. two thousand three. Like you know, when I was working part time at the auction store, yeah. and like yeah, you'd be like people coming in and going like, I want, I'm, I want this marine, I want this weapon option, yeah. and there you are looking at the shelf of blister packs. A looking if that weapon option is that version of that model mm-hmm. has been randomly packed yes. in one of the blister packs on the shelf, yeah. then going out back to see if you've got it in your stock, and then going no. And they're like, oh. And it's like, yeah, we can order it in, maybe, but actually the easiest way then you can order that specific version is then doing the whole, 
will mail order it, get the code out of the catalog or off the website <laughs> and doing that, and you mail order in store, blah, 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 rather than here's the damn box, it's got everything in it. <laughs> or even worse, even worse, the ha- you have got the special weapon they're asking for, but it's packed with a LAS cannon. And they wanted it packed with a missile launcher. <laughs> so it's just uh, like, oh my God's sake. <laughs> so yeah, kids. Oh uh, yeah, invaded. actually, I I don't miss those days at all. I do think that's... I think the, I, I, what I now object to is buying books, cards. And I know you don't have to, have to, but you kind of do. Because good luck playing a 40k army without any reference. Um, and that's why for me now, yeah. miniatures premium, the rules, there are better design, free rules online. It's It's just a simple fact of life now. There are better and, stuff on And it could all easily go fully digital, really. Yes. To some, I know people are hesitant with that. Like, they want their books. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah. if you want to buy the books, I'm sure they'll still be produced, yes. but in less quantity. And in some respects, not having to ship around mm. paper, yeah, which is, which again is something that GW produces not in house, mm. um, would be potentially easier because again we see and I hate to reference another company, but I actually you know private press with their with their um the app for War Machine, it worked, yeah. it was fine. You had the rules. Get on with gaming. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One page. Yeah. I played entirely off my phone this weekend. Neither of us had anything. There. Well, there we go. That's that's the life we want. Exactly. Um. Cool. Right. Um, on to the news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> moan about. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah. We're, we're, we're the thing is, we're dish, we're kind of like we're that generation mm-hmm. which have like gone from like zero computers to having modest computers, then full computers yes. and and smart things. We we're like used to change in that respect, uh, rather than the older generation than us or the younger generation after us yes. who are like digital natives or. Yeah. Or before that. Anyway, before in the news, yes. let's have a look. So, um, Wrath and Glory, there's a whole shed load of things coming along. Um, so, we've got the Games Master screen. Cool. Mm-hmm. That'll come with some an adventure booklet. So, a bit like the uh, Soulbound yes, one. Uh, that's good. Some playable NPC. So, again, it's just uh, a nice thing to get you going. Uh, Wrath and Glory starter set, that that's going to be great because again, it's going to be the same same level as uh, the Soulbound and kind of fancy yeah. ones, which are again excellent, uh, well-made products. <laughs> then we've got Threat Assessment Xenos, so we get our Beastry book finally <laughs> for um, for Wrath and Glory. That will have rules for Orcs, Necrons, Eldar, Drakari, uh, Tau, and Gene Silicolts. Missing from that are. Tyranids and missing from that are chaos, and that's most probably because I would say of all the enemies you can go up against, these these ones are the most purse, you know, more you know, yeah. they're kind of human esque in the fact that you could interact and you can have political game, you know, political shenanigans going on or or intrigue, mm. even with orcs intrigue. And and let's be honest, like the orc one is important because. You're mostly going to get options for more playable or mm-hmm. types. Uh, Drakari might introduce playable Drakari. That would be cool. Tau, playable Tau would be fun. Yeah. Uh, but this is mainly looks like to be a beastery. Okay. So that's cool. Uh, each entry includes a hot zone location for that faction. So I don't. So these are also threats within the Gilead. So I'm quite interested in the fact that they're talking about Necrons and the Gilead. Mm. That's crazy. Or is that why they're not included? Um, anyway. Is it because mm. they're not in the Gilead system? 
Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. see. And then we've got after that uh, Eldari book, which will be, yeah, this is the faction book. So, right. you know, Craft World, Corsairs, Harlequins, Drakari, all playable mm -hmm. archetypes, uh, plus frameworks and GM, GM advice and uh, everything else. So that will be wicked. Yeah, that sounds great. Vows of Absolution is basically a archetypes for firstborn and primaris marines uh but focus on the absolver chapter who are local to the nice. uh gilead system a big fan of new, so, new chapters i am always a big fan of not covering the same old stuff so that's that's good to hear then there's pdf releases obviously they're saying there's going to be pilgrims of the waste which is an adventure which is going to support uh church of steel so Pilgrims of the Waste, that sounds rather like Ash Waste <laughs> on Gilead Prime. Mm -hmm. um, that's fun. Cool. Uh, then there's going to be a Psyker book. Then there's Nemesis, Wretches of the Rift, which is a Heretics book. Good. Uh, interesting. Um, not on that list currently, then, because it's been pushed back, is uh, Imperial City uh, Caribbean. Uh, which I did some writing for. I'm not going to say anything more because I understand where this fits in. Obviously, you know, Cubicle 7 is producing and changing their priorities based upon what people are calling for. And people are calling for, you know, um, uh, books like Threat Assessment Xenos. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so that's all cool. Um, and then Warhammer Fantasy, we've got uh, Up in Arms coming out soon, which is basically the military book for the Old World, uh, which will contain Cult of Myrmidor, cool, mm -hmm. soldiers, information about that in the Empire, different troops, uh, the history of mercenaries, cool. including playable Talian characters yeah. and other dogs of war. Nice. That is cool. That's fun. As long as, as, um, long as they keep away from the puns that um, dogged 5th edition. Yeah, we've got Knightly Orders. Nice. Uh, that's all good. Expanded weapon lists, uh, equipment, hireling, and new endeavours and alternative approaches to critical injury, mounted combat, etc. So that's all wicked. Nice. And then we are waiting for Age of Sigma. We've got Champions of Destruction yes. that's coming up soon. Yeah. So that's all the playable orcs and grots and ogres yeah. and trogoths and no uh, giants. No, no giants. No giants. No, no giants. Not playable not giants. But giants. It's, still, it's still playable. <laughs> lots of playable destruction stuff and monsters from that. So given the fact we now have the... Um, I want to call them sneaky gets. What are they called? Uh, um, uh, the swamp guys. Yeah, cruel boys. Cruel boys. Swamp orc. Cruel boys. Yeah. Who who are a very different looking orc compared to the orcs we know of past. Now I like yes. that they've got a more kind of gangliness to them. Um, also, to go back that's... to kind of what we just before, if you want to get an idea for a cool uh, destruction warband like four soulbound. Go pick up an Underworld Warband and have a look because you could actually use a lot of them as the yeah, that makes sense. On big orcs. Yeah, that's true. Mates, so that's what's coming up from Cubicle 7. So there's lots of um lots of wicked stuff yeah. there for Warhammer in general. Um and like the most recent thing that was also interesting, and I need to start using stuff from it and read it a bit more deeply is Church of Steel, which is basically the vehicles book for Wrath and Glory. It doesn't have rules for spaceships, but, you know, who cares? Um, that'll come in time. 
like a book there'll be in a book dedicated about road traders and stuff like that more um and then gw stuff what are we excited about we've got uh warcry time of champions 2021 came out which is fantastic it's for the price weird. it's an insane book yeah. like you've got every underworld's warband mm-hmm. has rules so they can be used either as characters so they can basically be used as the characters they are mm-hmm. um so i've now got the crimson court as models to add to my uh, undead warbands. I can now use my daughter Kane Underworlds models as the actual yeah, who they named, are. The named characters. Um, there's a new daughter Kane uh, Warcry warband box coming. There out? is. Yes. yes, they're bundling a few things again, aren't they, to try it to sort of make the. Um, uh, the, the yeah, they're doing a few bundles together, basically. So that'll be good. Um, and also included in Time Champions, there's like some campaign yeah. stuff. There's obviously tournament stuff, as always, mm-hmm. uh, for the new year. And also in there are all the rules to do a Death Rattle uh, Underworld's Warband, yeah. plus support using almost all of the models from Cursed City. So it doesn't give you support for the characters right. in there. But all of the grunts, you've got rules for. So the Vargskir, mm-hmm. you've got rules for. The, the, the Ogres, you've got rules for. You've got... Uh, Deadwalker Zombies. The Vicross... The, uh, the three Vicross Vampire models, oh, yeah. you've got rules for those. So um, that's wicked. Yeah. Like It's just a really good Warcry book. Like All the Warcry books Plus that cool you're trying to come out are... Yeah. Plus, Plus Crawl Boys are in there, and, and the new, the new Stormcast. And the Luminef. And everything that's been in White Dwarf or on the community side... Yeah. All connected together. I picked mine up from a third party refurb for 17 quid. Absolutely worth it. There there is it's yeah. a, it's an insta buy for for Warcry. It's yeah. brilliant. Really good. And then um there's been obviously we've got new Eldari, which is yeah, good sure, because you know yeah, boo. the models are <laughs> they're great, nice, they're really good, but boo Eldar. Um it's um and they're like their battle force box again is pretty really good nice. given it's new Eldari, and you get like um, a whole chockload of jet bikes mm. and stuff. Yeah. It's um, That's cool. makes the it makes the dark Eldar one look kind of dull now. Um, um, but yeah, that's cool. Um, I mean, that'll be that's more than enough for a crusade force as well. So you know, and about um, a thousand points in one page forty k apparently. So uh, <laughs> throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, most most probably quite close to a yeah. thousand points even for regular forty k. Good. Um, and then what else was fun that's come out? Obviously, pre-order's gone out for uh, Kill Team Nuckman, which pre-ordered because it's more Necromunda terrain. Uh, no, <laughs> it is, it's it's more Necromunda terrain. No, it is affordable Necromunda terrain, and also the Corsair models are Brilliant. wicked. And I will be painting them up as the green steel Corsairs from um from yep. the yeah. Gilead system in Wrath and Glory. Uh, I don't know what paints can be able to do the Chaos one. I'm erring to uh word bearers because word bearers I like mm-hmm. just because they're dickheads. Yeah. They're massive dickheads. As well because you can imagine you know a cabal of five of them are going to be corrupting whole worlds of, of cultists and stuff. So it's kind of if yeah. you only got a few Chaos Marines it makes sense that you've got a few world eaters, basic uh, world eaters. Ah, <laughs> word parents. Well, I can use them with. So I can use them, and I've got obviously the 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 guys from Blackstone mm-hmm. Fortress. Yeah. Uh, so, and I've got the, obviously the 
the traitor guard from that, and then I've got the cultists for Blackstone Fortress, and I've got another 20 cultists, so I could quite easily run a kind of a very mixed, you know, slaves to darkness, chaos, 40k warband, which is just mainly cultists and a few elite um, chaos marines, which is cool. Um, Yeah, that is how it should be. Chaos um, should be commanders because they're terrifying and have been alive for 10,000 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right. yeah. Um, I'm a big proponent of a chaos army being a chaos marine, his elite bodyguard, everyone else is scum. <laughs> you know, everyone else to the front to die, basically. Exactly. Um, and then I'm trying to think of what other interesting new releases that like well, TW. They have slowed down a little bit. I think, I think they went so powerful last year. I think they've slowed down a little bit, and with Adepticon on its way, I do wonder that's going to be something big, maybe. Because um, Age of Sigmar is ticking along; it's 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 getting it's it's in its upgrade phase. They still haven't. The one thing I am waiting for is they haven't done the um, Dawnbringer Crusade specific book for the resource after yeah. tomorrow, which which is a little bit like, mm, come on, it is now six months since AOS three hit. So that's kind of what I'm waiting for. But other than that, it's a battle tome every month or so, I think. In yeah, I mean, it won't be long until they'll do the battle tome, the new Nighthaunt battle tome yeah. and new Daughters of the Cain yes. battle tome because they've got a box coming out, which is for them, which again is it's classic Nagash being annoyed yeah. at someone. Uh, and um, yeah, that'll be good because, I mean, that's a box which I'm not going to no. get because, you know, it's there's, because like what? It's literally like, Two character models, and there's some new night. There's a new Nighthawk yeah. unit that have crossbows. That's not an excuse to buy that box. No, it's all. not. And those boxes are usually quite a bit more pricey than like a, a boxed game. But um, it's not. But yeah, that's exciting cool. unless you. And I think that's the same for most of them. Unless you have at least one of the armies. Ideally, a friend has the other. They're not that actually appealing, really. But I think the most. The most interesting thing was that new um, undead model they previewed for Underworlds. Yes, the Frankenstein guy. Yes, yeah. that's something we've not mm-hmm. yet seen in Age of Sigmar, yeah. and we never really saw that type of thing in in classic. Oh, really, not so not body horror style. No, it, that's really interesting. I think Underworld is a good barometer of what's coming vis-a-vis Ogre Pirate. You know the the ogre pirate war band. It'll be interesting to see if anything more comes of that and one dead, sorry, death faction. So who knows what they will. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah. And I think that's all the new releases that we're yeah. going to chat about. Obviously, Total War Warhammer Three is out, and that's mostly fantastic because yeah. you know we get to see Kislev and Cathay and lots of demons and bellacore and so forth so it's all good stuff right we're going to move on to the next section which is we're going to be talking about champions of death right okay so i've got no didn't even make show notes for this because we're just going to talk about how how what's in this book why it's fun and then ways that we want to use it so Champions of Death is, as we said, is a uh, is aimed at playable undead for Soulbound. Obviously, you can make from it antagonists as mm-hmm. well. But the main thing is, it's all about why 
you know, you can play them and the reasoning why, which is Nagash in his... <sighs> Nagash is a jealous mm-hmm. god, like one of the most jealous gods going. Um, uh, and he basically paid attention to the soul-binding ritual back when he was buddy-buddy with all the other mm-hmm. gods before the Age of Chaos. And he essentially learned how to do it himself, which is fine. Every god is allowed to... every Every god of order is able to perform this ritual which is good for them um which then begs the question how does the how does the equivalent soul binding work for champion destruction but that's going to yes. be a conversation when that book comes out um, was a god of order for a long time oh he was at yeah. one point, wasn't he yeah so whether he's stolen the um knowledge or it's been granted a different way i he he would have had access at one point to it yeah um but yeah, I mean, obviously the book contains a brief overview of the history of Nagash, the history of the Mortarks, um, and you get a description of all the Mortarks, you know, Manfred von Karstein, classic backstabbing git that he is, Ark of the Black, simpering second uh, right-hand man to Nagash all Ark the time. Ark of the Black, simpering, uh, that's damning. <laughs> I, like I always picture him as, um, you know, the second-in-command in Flash Gordon, the one with the gold mask. That's yeah. how I picture Arkan talking all the time. <laughs> that's that's my head cannon. Uh, we also get some information on Lady Alinda and uh, Orphean Catacross, uh, who are um, Mortox of uh, the Night Haunts and Soul Reapers. Soul Reapers, respectively. And then we get about the Binding of Death. And the fun, then the first thing we got to say about the Binding, the the Binding of Death, which is it's still the Soul Binding. It's just Nagash has like put a bit more death magic into it to make it more his. But it is not without cost because Nagash tried to be a bit of a cheeky cheeky boy yeah. and go like, oh, you see this element of life magic in the soul binding ritual? Let's remove that. And it caused the whole thing to fall apart. So it's one of those things where he's using it, but there is a price associated with it. Because that life magic element within the soul binding has its influence on the 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 heroes. Yeah. I say heroes, yeah. but yeah, you know, yeah. champions being soul bound, yeah. and it replenishes them with life to a certain mm-hmm. degree, and that's curious, and that's why you know these bindings are not done routinely yes. because you could quite easily. Uh, make a group that then by merit of the soul binding ritual and life magic and therefore the lividity and freedom it gives could easily turn on the gash um and i think that can't that is that is the danger of it um a risky proposition a, a soul binding is not a cure-all like it's not it's not a you've upgraded to level two it is a risk that can destroy people's eternal souls if it goes wrong you know, you've taken five champions and ripped their souls to pieces by mistake, and you've lost them. It's not. It's not to be taken lightly. Not, not yeah, and it has its and it has its effects. Like you know, the ghouls of the flesh eater courts. They um, their sanity returns to a certain degree. They 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 they're not as overwhelmed by their. Or it can actually uh, worsen it. Uh, and we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that in the endeavors bit because there are endeavors where you. You can choose to have moments of lucidity or you can have moments of further insanity as actually everything you know has been torn away, so it's even worse. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not good. It's not um, good. If you ever, 
night haunts obviously yeah. they're they're gonna feel a bit more they'll they'll get sent like they get more ability to sense mm. the world because they that's quite good and like for soul like vampires they're less overwhelmed by their mm. thirst they're not they don't even have to feed as frequently so it's pretty cool i mean the other thing with this is obviously that mortals bound in this into this type of soul binding um become more death like because these this soul binding is heavily saturated with death magic but it also gives you insight into what happens if a a undead character is a member of a regular soul mm. binding so and that is an option is that your your um you could play an undead character and there's more information in the book about that can be soul could be soul bound to champions of order in an effort to free themselves of the shackles of negash fully and for whatever purpose and that's exciting yeah. and that's something we'll talk about a little bit towards the end um i think the other thing we need to say before we delve into i guess rob mm -hmm. what, what bits you enjoy about yeah. this book is if you're going to play a full yes. death campaign and i am thinking this will be very interesting to yeah. play um it's not to be taken lightly you know you are playing characters that are more than likely you're going to be working for mm -hmm. nigash and so your missions are are death you know you are going to be yeah. you know mortals are beneath you the living is beneath yes. you and that's uh that's that's make that puts this game more in line with playing vampire yeah. the masquerade yeah. and also has heavy parallels with playing um the abyssal exalted in the exalted right. rpg where again you're playing um so in that you're playing um the you're playing so in that game you pl you're playing the main game you play solar exalted which are like heroes that were created by the gods mm -hmm. to destroy the primordials then the solar exalts had like some issue in their soul like they would go mad and were locked away for thousands of years and when they got released some of those souls got stolen away by the death lords okay. who are like you know gods of the underworld yeah. And then they twisted those souls to create the Abyssal Exalted, who are like the dark reflection I... of the Solar oh, Exalts. Yeah. So you can see where yeah, I'm going yeah. with this. The Absolutely. Champions of Death is the is a dark reflection yes. of uh, Champions of yes. Order. Um, yeah, as you yeah. mentioned, I think this. If you're going to say we're doing a death, if, there's one way of running it, which you've already mentioned, where you say we're going to do a standing game Soulbound. Someone says, "Oh, I'd like to play a Necromancer." Okay, cool. That's a standard game with a death flavor to it. If you are going to run a death game where you, as you say, belong to the faction of death, I'm not going to say Nagash, you belong to the faction of death, then yes, this is, this is what you want a session zero for. Explain it. And yeah, I think the closest you're looking at is basically a big mix of a game of Vampire the Masquerade mixed in with Wraith, mixed in with some other world. It's a World of Darkness game at that point kind of thing with more stabbing. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, cool. Great. I mean, I'm not going to say that's, that's a bad thing. That's an excellent really because, good. again, like, as we yeah. said, if I was right now in front yeah. of me, and this is me, take, me taking off my hat as having written for any yes. of the Warhammer RPGs, yeah. this is me purely as a player, I would play Soulbound over Exalted currently because Exalted, for me personally, became an arduous task of running combat okay. where literally you're trying to play you're trying to run combat where you're a character that can kill like can fight 
entire armies right. almost. And the system didn't right. do it. Whereas Soulbound, like we can definitely, I can guarantee you, does that. Um, it really. Um, yeah, and I mean, you don't have to be completely bloodthirsty oh. people because that, like, Nagash claims the entire realm of death, and there are numerous mortal civilizations that mm-hmm. live there side by side with the underworlds yeah. of whichever mortal civilizations in the other realms yeah. so there are mortal civilizations that so long as they're showing fealty to nagash or which other you know mortark yeah. or other underling yeah. um you know they're not going to just kill mortals mm-hmm always outright because for being alive they're part of the system yeah. and you have to change your philosophy because here's the thing what you have to if you're playing in uh, I've, I've run a champion the death game a couple now so i've got i've got some sort of insight into what I, I'll, I'll let you know what i did kind of thing how i thought about it and one of the first things to think about is if you are a champion of death to you death is a sacred thing you're not just going to kill people randomly because they don't deserve death that's how you need to think about it. That actually, what we consider appalling to them is a beautiful state of being. It's really important to get invested in the not just. It's very easy to play Champions of Death and become Skeletor and run around going and doing evil things for evil sake. You're not evil. That is rule number one. You are not evil. You are true neutral if you are the power of death. Literally, you're inevitable, and this will happen. And as you say, it's really important to remember that you're you're in the realm of death, which does not mean you're in the underworld. There are plenty of underworlds within the realm of death, but there's mortality here, and that is the fun interaction. So, for example, in the book Soul Wars by Josh Reynolds, which, no, it's one Nagash Undying King by Josh Reynolds, which I would highly recommend if you're going to run anything to do with Champions of Death, because it's basically a book from... Death's fact, uh, Death's viewpoint. There are villages in the mortal realms where there is ancestor worship because their ancestors yeah. are a head in a jar talking to them. Like you, literally can if you want that recipe from your grandmother. Well, thankfully, her preserved head is in a jar, so you can go chat to them because they've learned that there's another stage of being. There is death. There is life. Then there is death. And then there is true death. So for them, it's just another way of being. And that's what you've got to think about. There's no point in thinking. It's all skulls and stuff. You've got to really think of how would humans live in a realm where if you die, you come back and you know that you come back. It's not a, I believe I come back. It's a, oh no, look, there's mum and dad again, but they're now shambling yeah. across to pick up some gravesand. So I think it's very important to change your mentality. And that is key. It is not... You're not just playing bad superheroes. You're playing people with a completely different alien philosophy. If you want to pick something up as well to help, go read a Judge, Dread, uh, Judge Death book uh, from 2000 AD just to get a, the Dead World series, just to get a sense of what a society based on death would be like. I think there's a huge room for horror as well in a true sense. Um, so I'll give you a couple of little vignettes that I used in my... Champions of Death game, because there are things that I would consider would happen in Shaish. Um, one was a cemetery in Shaish, and we'll, we'll talk more about where you can set things, where basically, you know those little grave bells that the Victorians had in case they were buried alive, they could ring a little bell that was hooked up to the coffin. Um, and if you look on the Dead Walker miniatures, uh, they actually have some of those bells yeah. on them. 
Well, I had a bit where the player characters entered. They could hear these bells ringing for miles away. And then they entered basically this huge, almost field of graves. Think of like, you know, a war grave sites. And all the bells were ringing because everyone who had, been, who had died, some magic maybe had jolted through that area and brought them all back to life. But no one could be bothered digging them all up. So there are people trapped down there. Mm ringing these bells help and that's horrible what an awful fate you know that's dreadful if you live in a realm where you might come back to life at any point you better hope you're like cremated or something because it would it would be dreadful um and the other was using the sense of mortality to use the human body in interesting ways so i had magical artifacts being Mm. um basically sewn into zombies and the zombies are used as delivery systems because you know, you you sew in whatever whatever artifact you want to deliver, and then send this zombie walking, and it will get there eventually. Nothing will stop this zombie; it will get there. So you 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 need to think about how the magic of this realm would affect every day, and that then governs how the adventure will feel. Um, I'm gonna say one more thing, and then yeah. I'll, I'll let you jump back in. The other thing is, I think it's really important, and my tip for running a Champions of Death campaign is remove Nagash um, because this gives you two options. One is if Nagash is dying, is, is dead, is banished, which in the current meta storyline of Age of Sigmar, he, he is. is. Yeah. yeah. All those things built now in Nagash, those giant Barad-Dor-style fortresses with his face on the outside are going to start collapsing. And suddenly you're in a post-apocalyptic death realm, which adds a whole other level to it because... Those statues of him are going to start crumbling, and you know his face that appears in the sky like a death mark from the book that must not be named um, are going to start disappearing, and the world might even start glitching because if this this realm is powered by his magic and he has been banished, we're going to get glitches effectively in the realm. The other thing is that hand power to the Mortarks, and if you want a political game, you've got the Mortarks because you've got five to six strong characters who all want a piece of power. And that's great. That, that, that is story after story right there. Right there. Yeah, and I think that's, that's where... Obviously, that's why they, they list the whole descriptions of each of the Mortarks, you know, and what, they're, what they are like thematically and so forth, because I feel that that's your political game, is, is that, is, is the Mortarks trying to do one over on each other and claim areas of the underworld while Nagash is. I guess his soul is right now in the Black Pyramid at the Shaish yes. Nadir reforming, just like he's always ever done every time he's been blasted apart. He'll be back, but this is that brilliant... This is that scene where all the Roman senators are running around trying to claim a bit of power, you know, before the Emperor gets back. And yeah. That's brilliant, because then... Then That's you've got cool. great themes. If you if you want to follow Manfred, you've got dark magics to pursue. If you want to follow Nefertiti, you can do a almost in like an infiltration spying game. If you want to follow um, Lady Olinda, yeah, dig out all your Wraith, uh, the Oblivion books. <laughs> but it, it really right. is. You've got death is not all monolithic, especially when you re- remove Nagash, because then you've got all that to play cool. with. And the other thing is, while Nagash is the current ruler. This realm existed before him. You have underworlds to investigate of gods that are long dead. There's nothing cooler in fantasy RPGs than a dead god and the things that they left behind. And that's what the realm of Shaiish gives you to play with. And you get to explore it 
as a native of Shaish, as a de- as a soul blight, as a white. So yeah, there's a mm. lot. It's e- I think it's quite easy to dismiss it as a one note idea. Oh, I'll do it for one shot. So I'll do it for. I think as a campaign, it could really reach another peak. To be honest. Yeah, and yeah, there's a lot you can play as this book. Um, let's yeah. go through, and then we'll pick out yeah. our favourites. Obviously, you can play as humans who basically play as human. You're gonna more than likely either you're going to be playing a necromancer or you're going to be playing a human and you're going to do a custom build following um the rules out of uh out of um soulbound and also out of champions order because there's a lot of you know obviously talents and things so you could quite easily build a character that comes from a mortal civilization in the underworld that is perfectly fine they're always humans that have devoted themselves to nagash so do it that will be more than interesting to play um You've got ghouls, which are, as we said, these are mortals which have turned to cannibalism during the Age of Chaos and therefore have gone completely crazy. They have delusions of that, what they do, they live in opulent kingdoms, which are actually, you know, they're not, they're just piles and piles of bodies and and skulls. Uh, But ghouls have a a few uh, archetypes you can play as. You've got night haunts. Uh, who are a wide variety of ghosts and ethereal, and you know they've been resurrected uh, thanks to the necroquake, which basically was the energy required to split the ghost form from their their bodies. Most night haunts are the ghosts of people that have committed heinous yes, crimes. Not good so, people. Night haunts are very no. much. I suppose you could push a wrongly. Commit, you know, that it's the spirit you're so very, very they're bitter, bitter in because, some way. That's yeah, the point. Oh, God, yes, be careful. I think, but you could also quite easily play one that's looking looking for redemption. Yeah. Which is I think Nighthawks is one of the only um, ones where I'd say be careful because we're talking about heinous crime, as you say, and that can mean different things. So that's that's the only course, one that I would yeah. say have a chat with your players about that one because even something like yeah, how bad exactly, are they? Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, Osseot Bone Reapers, which are obviously they are the dark reflection to the Soulbound, uh, not Soulbound to the Stormcast. So, where Stormcasts are souls reforged to be more powerful, Osseot Bone Reapers are amalgams of multiple souls forged together into single bodies to create, you know, these new uh, bone like automatons essentially. Uh, so their personalities are they're a bit you know Frankenstein's monster yeah. in that sense on a uh, on a um, metaphysical level um, but that makes them really interesting because I mean they'll mostly it's quite likely that the the soul binding uh, gives them various little memories yeah. then, from any of yeah. the people any of the souls they've been formed Absolutely. from. Absolutely, I will we'll go on to when we talk about favorites. Spoiler: mine's going to be Bone Reap. Uh, also, yeah, just like. Um, Stormcast, they don't get the benefits of... They can't be part of the soul-binding ritual because essentially that they are already soul-bound within their nature of multiple souls, so they can't be soul-bound further, so they can't use soul fire. Um, in players, vampires, which is cool, and as I've already said in previous episodes and everything, anything, when we did the vampire episode um, for Dark Hammer where we are talking about vampires in general, um, in this game, uh, 
I mean, you just only have to go out and watch like Vampire Hunter D or um or uh what else would be good inspiration? Um Castlevania. Yes, yeah, the anime uh, anime yeah. Um and that's basically enough inspiration for whether you play uh, you know, morally dubious good yeah. guy vampires or servants of Nagash. You can be vampires. a blade type, you can be a just horrible <laughs> you can be a Nosferatu type. Yeah. I'm just glad we finally got a good RPG about vampires. I, I can't I can't think of another <laughs> one to be honest. <laughs> I can't I'm think of another one. Um, uh you can play as whites, you can play as uh you know skeletons yeah, basically. And that's always fun. Um, and then on to this, you know, there's I'm oh, not gonna go into too much detail, but there is enough detail about the various societies and structure of each of those um archetypes. You know, flesh eater courts have a lot of information about because again, it all depends upon like the fact is we've talked about a lot of the realm of death, but you know, the flesh eater courts they can be found across the mortal realms. Uh the undead barrows can occur across the mortal realms. So you've got whites everywhere. Ghosts, the necroquake spread across the mortal realms. So there are night haunts that uh, sprung up anywhere. Um, vampires, the same, are not tied to it. So again, just because you're playing a game about soulbound undead does not mean your game right. is limited to yeah. the realm of death. Much more death magic is yeah, everywhere. much more fun out of it, I think, in a lot of cases. For example, the realm of shadow. Oh, Champions of Death game in the realm of shadow. That's going to be immense. Fun. Right? Yeah. In White Dwarf, there was that wonderful map of yeah, the realm yeah. of shadow. Um, well, I'm going to say my yes, favourite because I wrote um, a... A, uh, a did it make it, it was into in, that scenario? It, yeah, it did make it into that scenario in um in the Soulbound GM's yeah, the Lighthouse. Uh, oh. No, uh, the other one that's in um in uh, Akshai is about a about the Blister Skin yes. Grand Court. Um, so there's a story, there's a scenario idea there, uh, and I like them because they're. I like the idea of like this this sun worshippers <laughs> who have gone into the underground darkness with their buried, you know, catacombs and pyramids yeah. of sun worship, and they they went there to you know flee from chaos, um, hoping to come back to the sun. And when they did, they came back as obviously mindless, yeah. you know, well, not mindless, but um, but ravenous, yeah. ravenous ghouls. And their skin is burnt by the sun because they go out there looking for anything and anything they can yeah. uh, they can um, slate the uh, you know slate the first thirst on. Um, they're yeah, fun. I, I like them. Gristle Gore look interesting because obviously Gur is in mm-hmm. in vogue right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, character types you can play abhorrent ghouls. You can play a grip gas courtier. Um, you can play as a Crypt Haunter Courtier, so big chunky boy courtier. Mm-hmm. Uh and then obviously there's the Infernal Courtier, so you can play one with wings. Um so that's all fun. Uh Night Haunts, as we said, you know, they are taught their souls torn from their bodies, made uh, from their corpses there. Bitter, mm-hmm. bitter, it's bitter, bitter people. Thing. I always for me, the night haunts, I always think of some horrible Dickensian character, you know, like just some real uh, yeah. horrible, nasty bit of work. That's if I was to art role playing a night haunt, they would have a bit of Bill Sykes to them, that kind of really nasty criminal kind of thing. I mean, they're they're cool because we never 
they don't have an equivalent in uh, Warhammer Fantasy. Like when Night Haunts first yeah. showed up, that was when Age of Sigmar became cool. Yeah. When the moment I saw the Soul Wars box, I was like, now I get where Age of Sigmar is going. And of course, you can play a Cairnwraith. That's cool. Guardian of Souls. That's uh, so Cairnwraith is basically murderous dude with scythe type, powerful ghost essentially, warrior ghost. Guardian of Souls, mystic ghost. Knight of Shrouds, knightly ghost. Obviously, um, execution. You can play as a Lord Executioner, which is really awesome. Uh, Mermorn banshees and also a spirit yeah. torment. Um, so they all, and if you look at those, they're archetypes of different types of death again. So that's, you know, that's always a fun thing yeah. to go. Bone Reapers, Osset Bone Reapers, as we said, they're fused from multiple bones, multiple bodies, multiple souls, create these uh, singular um, automata. Yeah. Um, they're interesting. I mean, I don't know how they would be an unlikely hero <laughs> yeah. within a regular. I don't think they would fit. I, I, they, they are one that, as a GM, I think I would say no, because they are too new in the story in a way. They've only just been away. I'd say just. They were awakened in the Soul Wars. They are very loyal to Nagat. They are one of the ones that I would have to sort of be a bit like, mm, you're going to have to come up with something really special. And it would have to be a certain type. You, you're not just going to be a soldier and join the Soul. You'd have to be like one of the bone shapers, maybe, you know, a mortisan, one yeah. of the more, one with agency. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Bone Reapers. I never was. And then I accidentally got an army of them. Um, and the more I look into them, I actually find them really enjoyable because I love the golem aspect of them. Golem, as in not, not golem, the Rings. Yeah. I love the Frankenstein's monster aspect to them. I think that idea that they almost have a, I'm loathe to say schizophrenia because that's very much, but the yeah. multiple personality element of them, I think, again, being careful, could be really interesting because, yes, if so these are formed from the bones and souls of multiple sources, and if you suddenly woke in the body of someone else accompanied by other people and you have a flash for 10 seconds of what you've become that would be awful you know and it's just this kind of they have an almost a dark energy inside them roiling trying to get out of which i think is just brilliant and also i like the fact that they are the ancient rome of um of soulbound yeah. they are the faction that come up they will live with you the thing with the the, the bone reapers is they're probably the least aggressive of the death factions because they will come up to your settlement and they will say, you can live here, that's fine. Worship Sigma, we don't care. We just want 500 bodies off you by next month. And if you pay yeah. it, brilliant. You'll never, you won't see them until the tithe is due again. They, they, it's protection money. You know, it'd be a real shame if some Amortis guard came kicking the doors around here. And I kind of like that because they're almost a mercantile death society. It's just the thing that they trade in are bodies. But you know what? That opens up more stuff so for example if you are a settlement and you can't pay that tithe maybe you will pay some mercenaries to go kill some other people to use their bodies they, they're they're an interesting economic factor in a realm that doesn't value money particularly yeah they're and again like you know archetypes yes. of things like you know immortus guard your standard mm -hmm. soldiers uh death riders so knights the morgast with the weird mm -hmm. wind things which were the First models we had of yeah. those because they existed a long time yeah. before. Uh, Osseot Bone Reapers were an army. Uh, Mortisons, they're the mystics, and then you've got the Necropolis Stalker, which are the crazy multi armed, <laughs> big 
warriors. Uh, and then we got our soul blight gravy lords, which really is our catch-all of mortals and vampires and uh, and 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 so forth. So we've got, and in this, obviously, we've got um, the various vampire bloodlines and the and how that relates to each of the uh, the two mortarchs of 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 vampires, which is Manfred and Neferata. So you've got the Vicross, mm-hmm. which of course leads us to talking <laughs> about Ulfen Khan and the fact that that's a book coming up for yeah. Soulbound will be a book about Ulfen Khan, which I am so psyched about. That'll be cool. The Castelli, uh, the Avengori, which is another new one, which are the vampires that have more like monstrous shape, you know, shapeshifted to be much more monstrous and nightmarish like mm-hmm. with bat like wings and you know top more almost like cent, uh, you know centaur kind of type yeah. weirdness so that's fun and then playable things are like a black knight so you can play a white or a blood knight uh, so vampire knight grave guard cool yeah, playable grave guard yeah. that's so like low yeah. key but like oh, that's, that's really cool um, i really like that uh a necromancer a vampire lord and that's all the archetypes yeah. in there. I think things that pop out uh, the most to me is I like the ex- Lord <laughs> Executioner of the Night yeah. Haunts. That just sounds yeah. fun. I think that's really cool. Uh, incredible looking. If you if you are probably going to pick up, you're going to pick up as well. Great model as well. Just great. Yeah, I think Lord Executioner is a really good one. What would I pick out? Do you know what? Despite my eulogizing of the Bone Reapers, actually, if I was to, if someone said you were in a game and you make a character, I would go for a Graveguard. I think Graveguard is fucking cool. Mm. I just think they're really cool. They look great. I like, I always picture they talk like Cybermen from um, Doctor Who. They sort of open their mouths and all their words just come out and then they close their mouths again. Like that, that to me is how they would talk. I mean, just. Compared to the other classes, I think they've mostly got the most flexibility yeah. in their yeah. build because they're nothing they're nothing special compared to the others. They're just yeah. undead. So you get a lot of XP to spend on skills that could really mean your graveguard can can vary in lots of ways. And that's um that's that's neat. Which brings us on to talents, and I'm not gonna go exhaustively into it. Obviously, these talents cover a lot of things like the additional arms of the Osteop Bone Reapers. Uh, bestial form is kind of fun. That turns up yeah. for the Vicross and obviously vampires in general, um, which means you can shapeshift into a bat swarm, yeah. a fell bat, a corpse rat swarm, or a direwolf. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. Um, Blessed of Nagash is an important one because obviously we think of Nagash and necromancy as mm. magic, but there is actually priests yeah. of Nagash, which again leads back to things you can play as a human a character. Graveguard. A graveyard can start with Blessed Nagash. You know that that's cool. That's really yeah. cool. A yeah. dead priest, a dead not a dead wizard, a dead yeah. priest. That would be totally cool because of how um you know acts of faith work in Soulbound versus yeah. magic. Um there's obviously things so most of these all represent different yeah. abilities that we recognize from the um from these from the games yeah. characters. Obviously, Loyal Companion is a classic in Soulbound, and they add some new ones. Your Loyal Companion, mm-hmm. and these are great, are a Bat mm-hmm. Swarm, cool, Corpse Rat Swarm, cool, Direwolf, cool, Undead Steed, mm-hmm. okay, cool. And then on to yeah. the weirder ones. A Dead Walker Brilliant. Zombie. You mate, you mate, who, who you lost on Excellent. the last adventure. Your yeah, servant. Back. Death Rattle, death, death rattle yeah. Skeleton, cool. And a Mortec yes. throne if you're a Mortisan. Yes. 
That's Quite. just fun. Uh, manifested mm-hmm. Nightmare. What's that? Sorry, I'm sure. Uh, either by choice. It's three um, monsters form What's like... it called in Vampire the Masquerade? But what the gangrels do. Uh, oh, right. You can grow yeah. monstrous um, attributes, not a full shape shift mm-hmm. into, uh, into a creature, but yeah. parts of it. Okay, that's cool. So that's our. That's our um, R- uh, Radcar yes. from Radcar the Beast is exactly from... that. Yeah. yeah um, cool. What's really good about the talent, uh... and this is exemplified by the next talent in the list, is if you are ever looking for the name of a heavy metal album, all these talents because <laughs> you've got Duty Beyond Death, Blood Fury, Armored in Hate, um, and actually the talent Master of Puppets. So <laughs> an actual talent called Master of Puppets. <laughs> Uh, what I was, um, I didn't see mm-hmm. in here under so I don't know if it was mm-hmm. talents. No, obviously, there's different laws yeah. of death magic yeah. as well, which you get. Um, just lots yeah. of cool stuff in here. okay. So, the I didn't see any items, the phylacteries, which uh, Radical oh. uses. I, well, what are they? I don't know what they are. I, well, um, what is it that, um, what's his name from Harry Potter? Bad, uh, Voldemort, yeah. Yeah, oh, he has yeah, Horcruxes. His... I shouldn't know oh, that, but I do. It's ah, those. Ah, okay. Oh. Um. So that's why you have to behead each of the the ch- each of the right. in um in Curse City. It's because you're destroying each of the phylacteries <sighs> that Radicar has that keeps him alive. They're basically um filled with grave sand okay. and stuff. So right yeah. now, um. Miracles. Uh. There's miracles. There's things like extinguish life. There's something called. Black Harvest. Uh, that's oh right, okay. Basically, it's you you using it to uh, raise undead. It's raise undead, but it's it's an act of faith right. rather than an act right. of magic. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fine. Um, so again, there's there's those the spells galore. Obviously, you've got the the classics in there like Van Hell's Dance <laughs> yeah. because it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be Warhammer without that joke. Um, <laughs> And you know you've got things like uh, that cause horror, um, like actual manifestations of horror or manipulating memories. Uh, and the thing which was really interesting, of course, is when we get down to the endless spells. Mm. So we've got Bone Tithe Shrieker, Blood Bat, and Blood Bat. I can't I even remember what blood. that looks like yeah. nature wise. Um, Does that have a Blood Bat endless spell? Uh, no. Corpse Mare Stampede does, Vault of yeah, Souls does, does. Bone Tithe Shrieker. That does. That, yeah, does. no, never Blood no. Is that a new one that doesn't yeah. have models yet from the Vampire book? Yeah, it's Law ah, Vampire, so right. it mostly doesn't have okay, models yeah, yet. No, not, there was no model for that. About painting, Interesting. Done. And of course, the Malevolent yeah. Maelstrom, which came from uh, the. Uh, what was the, the book? Bin, I've bin got power? a model for it, obviously. Nah, what's the. <laughs> it's whatever book which had all the and the, the kit oh, that had all the, uh, the, the, the endless spell not more in. important uh, line sorcery yeah I know what you mean the first time endless spells turned yeah. up yeah that's, so that's fun and obviously the thing is it says law death mages mm-hmm. as well which is fun so lots of people use that and it explodes and causes yeah. horror equipment wise there's lots of you know the, there isn't too much because you're going to use all the basic yeah. weapons and stuff from it um, the things of note is that you've got nadrite mm. Uh, uh, Naderite, which is uh, the material that the Bone Reapers are weapons yeah. are made of. Again, it's the dark reflection of yeah. Sigmarite. It's a magical 
mm-hmm. material, so it counts as magic weapons yeah. uh, for them. Which again is is uh, yeah. neato. Pretty cool. Um, and then there's there's a few other there's artifacts which are interesting, sort of more more less typical magic item kind of stuff. Um, there's just nice little bits. To be honest, I found in Soulbound a lot equipment isn't a big thing. You don't go shopping. No, you don't really. No, no, you don't. Go <laughs> like, so actually, there's, the equipment sections are probably my least read sections of a book because you look at the artifacts and you might go, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Actually, you could do a quest around this one thing. But it's very rare you actually think about what's in your backpack when you're a Stormcast Eternal. Um, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not that type of game. It's not the type of. It isn't an inventory management game. So to be honest, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I've looked at the inventory stuff in Champions of Death. There's probably brilliant stuff. There's probably smoke bombs and all these great ideas that someone's come up with that are great. I just unfortunately. There's just yeah. You know, it's just a lot of yeah. death. Pick thing. Put death into which you need, um, and then and then next thing, which is obviously key to yeah. Soulbound, and you see in the other Warhammer RPGs the idea yes. of endeavors, things to do in your downtime or goals. You know, like a vampire will test themselves by starving mm-hmm. themselves of blood to test their strength. You've got uh, things like uh, feast. Uh, your hunger overwhelms you. You abandon all subtlety and poise and pretension and nobility. You spend your downtime gorging yourself by any means yeah. possible, and this obviously gives you a benefit. Um, so these are all downtime things that allow your character to to develop and gain yeah. benefits when they get back on the their crusade of whatever form. And that's all fun. There's like offer contract. Also, yeah. bone reapers prefer clarity and precision in all things when dealing with new vassals. Uh, they often make the terms of the bone tough clear on arcane contracts. Uh, yeah. There we go. We know all, all about, about that, that one. one. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, there's uh, nice yeah. There. I think again, like the reflections of Stormcast, bone reapers always have to use their first endeavor to just go do their duty, which is the same as um, Stormcast Eternals. They always have to use their first one. But there's some really cool little bits in there. If you ever actually want inspiration even for an adventure, look at Endeavours because there's little things yeah. where you're like, so what, how, how would you shape bone, for example, if you're a bone reaper? Well, you need the bones and blah, blah, and you And they are really good little inspiration points for both characters and adventures. Uh, and then there's also these dark rituals that are kind of Endeavours, but they're, they're obviously you're performing you know, rituals, mm. magic, um, in a ritualised yeah. form. Which is interesting. There's things like haunts because you're gonna you're, you basically saturate it so the night haunt literally haunts a location like a battlefield or a shipwreck, um, and that gives you benefits. Or raise a yeah. horde. That's yeah. pretty cool. The abhorrent uh, feast. or possession. The abhorrent feast of the of the uh, of the, um, uh, the, the 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 bloody the ghouls. They're really cool. I don't remember these being in. Before I don't think there's a champion of order equivalent. No, these there? are completely yeah. new. Um, yeah. so that's decent. And then obviously we've got the storyteller, uh, sorry, <laughs> the the games master <laughs> storytelling section, which essentially gets, as we say, into um, what we said about session zero, preparing yourself to play a game which is going to have some pretty dark themes and and. Uh, and plot lines, and it talks about your frameworks, talks about being servants of death, and it also talks about unlikely heroes. So again, the heroic idea of mm-hmm. you know these undead characters being part of a gods of order, which I think is a totally yeah. cool campaign yeah. to play, um, especially if you're doing like uh, a journey to Ulfenkarn and you've got say some vampire 
or yeah. Ghost from Orphan Khan um, before Radikar yeah. took over. Um, that would be fun. Uh, and then it talks about like you know making encounters because of course what this book also includes, and you get then to the mm-hmm. appendix, and what I quite like is we have all the rules for bat swarms, fell bats, dead walkers, flora and fauna of the, of the realm of death, right? The stuff you might yeah. run into that will attack you. But then we also mm-hmm. get profiles of character of order yes. antagonists. So we've got a, we've got rules for an Akshai battle mage so a fire fire mage we've got rules for a hag priestess we've got rules for a canine shadow stalker we've got rules for a a rune smiter we've got rules for a isharan soul scryer an etheric navigator a sky rigger a alarith stone guard of the lumineth uh, a Sonari thala so that's a mm-hmm. priest isn't it of the lumineth a knight questor a knight azeros uh, a branch witch and a Konoth hunter. So basically, all the the vast majority of the playable character types of regular Soulbound, you've got out of out of the back of the book, you've got a beastery version of them to use them as bad guys in your games focused on your you know champions yeah. of death. So that's totally yeah. each of the pre gens awesome. that come in like the starter set etc covered in that oh yeah so <laughs> you can if you've always hated the pre gens because they ruined your game of reap and sow you can um, go and stamp on them <laughs> and actually have them as baddies which is great fun i think that's i think that's a really nice little touch that yeah so yeah out of the bo- out of, i mean i would need to, i've not really put a lot of thought into like the type of yeah. campaigns i would run but it would mostly be a lot of like you know um, you know the affairs of state in the realms of death and yes. beyond, and you could easily see like being told to travel beyond uh, a realm gate to recover something, and then oh no, you know it's you're up against the you know you go to some place which is meant to be a a kingdom which is aligned to the gash has massive mausoleums and and cemeteries because you're going there to get you know raise an army or or whatever ready or so forth and of course you know you then run into issues that that city is possibly you know being uh raided by oryx or ogres or perhaps even worse is is dealing with um the what would be considered heresy of um of members of the of the mortal at least definitely the mortal side um of the kingdom there uh, having turned yeah. to chaos, you could see, uh, you could definitely see, like a a no, uh, the nobility of a kingdom in, like, say, the realm of Gur. Let's just say, for instance, and they're they're a they're uh, a bloodline which every so often are all seeking to be given the blood kiss and become vampires, and so they have a heritage there. But that something's gone awry in that the current prince or something has obviously made a bargain with uh, Zeech yeah. or something. And so now you've got a game about champions of death versus yeah. a heresy and intrigue to do with some Zeechian yeah. cult. That's amazing. That's, yeah. like, mental. <laughs> like, totally I, I, not having to do mental gymnastics, that is a story that could easily be told, you know? That, that, that fits. That's great. Sounds really good. Um, and obviously, yes. Orphan Khan is what I'm dead excited about because I do like that setting. Said it's going to be a big um, book as well. They've come out and said this is going to be a big book. So 
So, do you know what I hope? I hope it's a box. You know, like an old water deep style box or something. Oh like that. yeah, that'd be cool. Maps and everything like that. I'd love that. So, um, Emmett, if you're listening, put it in a box, please. Yeah, um, I would. I mean, I I would like to play. I mean, we've been musing about a Soulbound yes. campaign. I think I think it'd be great to play a Soulbound campaign about journeying to yes. Ultimate so from that, somewhere. That would, my Champions of Death campaign would definitely be you. I think well, this is what I've started. Is you work for in the case that I've run uh, Manfred von Karstein, but you could work for Ark and the Black or Lady or Linda, basically as treasure hunters. You are exploring the realm. Yeah. He says, I need this lost page from a book of Nagash. It's tattooed on the back of a priest. Go get that. Go kill the priest and bring back, you know, skin him and take his skin back. Um, that's the adventures that I would run because that gives you an excuse to explore the realms. And then maybe one of the pieces that he requires is one of these vials of, um, what's his name, Radhakar. Maybe it's something else in the city. But yeah, I think getting to the city be great and then the city itself is a massive sandbox to play in it's gonna be brilliant yeah once the book exactly. comes out exactly <laughs> Do a long slow journey and you know oh and if you're playing a, a vamp if you're playing in that party you've got a vampire who is obviously not a vicross and has someone to uh has a score to settle as well with with um radicar then You've got the start of something pretty yeah, fun, really good. It's just so much. Um, you know, death has a long memory. That's the, that's the thing to read the stories you can tell that will span eons. You know, and I think death versus death versus destruction and death versus uh, chaos are definitely um, definitely campaigns that you can you can almost by playing those can see the heroism of. The dead champions, because of course, death is not about dest- destroying things. Death is about permanence and and immortality and 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 an element of order and uh, certainly chaos. Oh, there's one thing that Nagash really yeah. does not stand. It's chaos. Chaos can go jump. Like what a bunch of you know, you've got one which is the cold preservation of perfection. Ooh. The other is the no. Everything decays, you know. What? That's a painful journey. Actually, that'd be a really yeah. interesting campaign. Champions of Death going into the realm of life. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that that would be amazing as well. What if uh, you got Alarial and her yeah. Sylvaneth, and um, you could go to oh, what's the place? Greywater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a horrible <laughs> place. It's yeah, basically it's a swamp. <laughs> but like. You go there, and there's like you know, on your doorstep is likely cruel boys because they like living in swamps, and you've got Nurgle. Yeah, be awful to be a, a dead thing and there. You may not even be wanting to go there as Champions of Death. The only reason you've gone to Greywater Fastness is actually for legitimate yeah, trade. Absolutely. And you're like, we're not here to kill anyone. And then hell breaks loose, and you're like, right, it's not an interest to see Greywater fall or whatever happen. Um, we'll deal with this chaos problem on your behalf so long as we get our stuff at the end. Bizarre alliance but totally cool. It is not one note. I'm interested if when we have this conversation again when Champions of Destruction hits because I'm having a harder time with that but I think Champions of Death there is I would be more now interested in playing a Champions of Death game than a Champions of uh, Order game at this point. Yeah, Champions Champions of Destruction is going to be hard. Champions of Chaos even They're not doing harder. that. They've said that. No. Are they, they've yeah, said that's definitely not, not, not happening. Yeah, chaos, which I, I think it's fair. 
Uh, I, I... I think that's fair. I think that's at least no time soon because I think that's a harder discussion. It's a bit like doing Dark Heresy. Like, yeah. I know you can play heretics in Wrath and Glory. Yeah. But it's uh, something <sighs> of kind of cool, you know, kept, mysterious, unknown. Because also, the other difficulty there is, and I know yeah. we're on a little tangent here. How do you play a champion of Zinch if you literally cannot see through time and space? You know, (laughs) that's a difficult one to wrap your head around. Right, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Cool, okay. Um, Well, that's us done um, for everything. Um, Obviously, if people want to chat to us, uh, get in contact there, you can do that through email, darkdaysradio at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at darkdaysradio. You can find us on Facebook, darkdaysradio, and obviously chat to us on Discord, at, uh, which is our darkdaysradio Discord. You can find everything there. All previous episodes are on www.darker-days.org. You can find all episodes on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and every every <laughs> other bloody place where podcasts get uh, syndicated yes. to. Obviously, if you are interested in more Warhammer war games content and other stuff about gaming in general, of course, uh, you can go over to Realm of Fire, where Rob and uh, Brendan will you know chat about all things Warhammer and gaming and everything else to do with horror rpgs and so forth you can then go over to dark days radio for the main show if you are interested in stream stuff we've recently played a stream game of soulbound that can be found on youtube or on the dark days radio twitch you can also go uh also watch our uh yeah, did I post that up on YouTube? <laughs> yes, I have done that on YouTube, I think. It's definitely there. I'm sure of it. I'll have to check again. Um, uh, you can also... Um, and you can also uh, find our previous stream game that I ran of uh, Wrath and Glory yeah. Bloody Gate, uh, which was a lot of fun. We might mm. do the second part at some point. Uh, but I am very keen on more Soulbound because it's, uh, it's, really it's totally good. cool. It's, really it's good. totally really, cool. Really enjoyable. Um but that's it for now. So thank you for your help, Rob, for getting through yeah. a review. Of, well, I say review. We never we never review stuff on here because we're two skeletal thumbs out of two. Um, I, say. <laughs> I say it's it's more about how we'd use it and what we're getting our getting our kicks out on these books. It's never a review because we're like I say we're biased and it's not fair to do stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, tune in again. We'll mostly talk something Warhammer fantasy or maybe wrath and glory i've not decided yet i'll see what's what we haven't covered because there's a lot uh so goodbye for now